I'll throw in a dash of childish delight. <laughs> Look, Figment, some new friends have joined us. Can they imagine to? Of course! <laughs> and now, a heart rendering ditty. W. Welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this, my friends, is show number 137 for the week of September 20th, 2009. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. As you can tell, I am very excited about this week's show, as I have just returned from Disney's inaugural D23 Expo in Anaheim, California, and I'm looking so forward to sharing with you details and stories from this incredible event. Joining me on a large roundtable this week are a number of guests who attended the event in various capacities, including some who attended virtually from their homes. It'll be a fun look back and ahead at an historic event for Disney fans and the Disney company for many, many reasons. I'll play more of your voicemails at the end of the show, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. An historic event took place, not just for the Disney company, but for Disney fans from around the world, as the D23 Expo was held at the Anaheim Convention Center. From September 10th through the 13th, for the very first time, Disney brought together all areas of the company, from the Disney studios to the parks and resorts, consumer products, TV, animation, and so much more, but more importantly, it brought them together for and with Disney fans in an environment that can only be described as magical. Heralded as the ultimate Disney fan experience, it stayed true to its goal as for four days, Disney fans were treated to all of the fun, the wonder, and the adventure as the past, present, and future of Disney was shared with their most devoted fans. And there was so much to see and to do and so much to talk about that wasn't even really on the schedule because it was so much fun and so much magic that was being made by the attendees themselves that certainly I couldn't and shouldn't talk about the experience by myself. So instead, I thought it important for you to hear 
from other attendees, all of whom will hopefully bring their own experiences and perspectives to the discussion. So I want to welcome to the roundtable, in no particular order, some very special guests. And first, in my remark, I said it was in no particular order. The first is Mark Lorenzo, who went to the expo as a fan. He also helped out at the table with some of the media duties. And and Mark, I have to say, I really did wonder at one point if you ever were going to return with the laptop and the box people, but but welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome. I'm glad to be on. Talk about my experience. Yes, and thank you for bringing back the laptop. And so next is Mary Jo Collins, who um, who also was as giddy as a schoolgirl about being there. She helped out at the table. Storytime with Mojo was a big hit with the people watching, but we'll get to that later. So Mary Jo, I want to thank and welcome you as well. Lou, thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Next, certainly not least, Lizette Taranio. Again, huge help manning the table, manning the BlackBerry, and uh, and entertaining the box people. So, Lizette, a pleasure to have you on the show for the very first time. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Don't sound so nervous. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next on the hit parade is Tony Mendike. He has actually been on the show before, but today, Tony has some, some big shoes to fill because Tony is representing the literally thousands of people who watched online in, as it was affectionately called, The Box. So no pressure, Tony, but welcome. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Lou. That that (laughs) eases my uh, nervousness a a bit. Thanks. Next is, of course, uh, you know her. You may like her, love her, whatever it may be. But the woman that literally, she tore down those walls between our booths to help create really the place to be, if I must say, in the Collectors Forum, Truly, Becky, nobody had more fun than us. So, Becky Mankin from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel, welcome back once again. We, we really have to stop meeting like this, you know? That's true. That's true. <laughs> this will be your last appearance in 2009. <laughs> right. <laughs> and for the Great. first, actually maybe second time ever, a very special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, might I present the, the brains and the beauty behind the podcast, Deanna Mangello. Yay. Deanna Mangello. Hello. <laughs> yay. Deanna, yay. Playful yeah, spooks yeah. have unavoidably detained Deanna Mangello, um, those spooks being her kids. So, and notice, tonight they're her kids when they're sleeping like angels, and they're my kids. So, tonight they're her kids. But she will join us um, when the codeine finally kicks in and the kids are asleep. I'm kidding, of course. Um, but yeah, Deanna. Important that she she comes on the show because she really was, uh, and I'll say this because she's not here, but she was the machine that kept uh, the booth going and the energy level so high. So uh, she definitely needs to be here to to share stories and probably embarrass me along the way as well. So again, I want to thank all of you for joining me because I'm so happy to have you guys here to talk about and reminisce about the event. And honestly, guys, I need you here because I don't know about you. Even before we get into it, the whole event was, it, it's still kind of a big blur to me. I thought it would take a few days for it to sort of sink in and, and I can kind of process everything. But there was so much going on before and during and even after the events were over that it is, it's kind of a blur. I mean, does anybody else or did anybody else feel that way on Thursday or even now? 
That is such an understatement. That is such an understatement, Lou, for for me, um, in particular, when I saw that the schedule was going to be four days, I was thinking, oh my gosh, that's just so long to be on the floor. But there was so much Disney eye candy and events and things and announcements and places to be and people to see. And it, it was it was crazy. Yeah, I kind of would describe it with two phrases. One would be like Disney heaven, or the other phrase would be like Disney on crack. But since it's a family <laughs> show, I'll probably go with the first. <laughs> you know, that's I mean, probably Mark the um, the first and the last time that the words Disney and crack will ever be used together <laughs> on the show. So, <laughs> but isn't it true though? Well, I, I will tell you that um, somebody who came by the table, I, I thought, sort of encapsulated it what was going on very well because she said, you know what? It's like drinking from a fire hose because there's so much you're getting hit with um, the second that you walk in the door. And that's the thing. That's why, you know, when I was preparing for this segment and thinking about trying to recap it, I realized how difficult this might be because there is so much stuff going on. And, and it was such a blast while it happened. And then sort of in retrospect, I'm like, wow, that went by very, very fast. But there were so many layers and elements and thing going things going on that were on the schedule, stuff that was off the schedule, stuff that was taking place in the forums. Um, it, it really was sensory overload. And maybe, you know, I want to hear from some of the other people. When you guys first walked into the venue, when you walked into the arena, which was ginormous, to say the least. So, Lizette, for example, you actually got there a little bit early. You were helping me set up at the table. Even before the guests started rolling in and things started kicking off, what was it like when those doors opened up and you're you're hit with again sensory overload? For me, it was completely overwhelming. Like Mark said, it was kind of like Disney heaven. So you're walking in, and I'm just like walking on cloud nine. And it, I had that feeling for the first three days. Um, it's all like you said, a big blur. Finally, on the fourth day, I think when everything was finally settling in, it was over. And, you know, you look back on it, and it just went by all so fast. And and I spent most of the time with the table getting to interact with people, which was wonderful. Um, but it definitely took a couple of days to to process everything that was going on. What about I, you, I Mary Jo? You, I was going to say, you you know, you were very, very excited, very much looking forward to this. What was it like when those doors opened for you? Well, uh, like Lisette said, it was completely overwhelming. I just could not make a decision as to what I would do first. And there was just so much to see, so many celebrities to chase, and so many meet and greets, and, you know, people in the box to talk to. And, you know, it was just hard making up your mind what exactly you wanted to do first. And by the time the first day was over, I'm thinking, you know, I haven't even touched the surface here. I, you know, the second day thought, you know, I've got to make some movement here there's a lot of things i didn't see on the first day first of all it's funny that when you refer to celebrities you talk about chasing them not seeing them not hearing from them (laughs) i need to go chase those celebrities and and we'll get to that because i actually physically witnessed you chasing down celebrities in and out of the arena which uh, again i'm sweating as as This is Mark. I just wanted to mention too that one of the one of the neat things about working with you is you've got us exhibitor badges and uh, for Justin and I media passes. So it let us in there early before even before eight o'clock before the D twenty three members could go in. So we saw the show floor almost empty and we were able to walk around. I took pictures. I mean, it was it was kind of amazing to be able to get that kind of access. 
in, yeah. especially early in the morning when nobody was there. Yeah, I got in, um, I actually, for a lot of reasons, I changed my flight from Wednesday to Tuesday because I was just panic-stricken about all that needed to get done. So I got in Tuesday to set up, and I got to tell you that when I walked in that door, and it lo- it certainly didn't look like there was going to be a show starting in two days. It looked as though they were a week out. So congratulations to all the people that made that happen in a short amount of time. Oh, yeah. I had this huge grin on me. I mean, I could tell I had this huge grin on my face. And even Wednesday, I did that little quick video blog, and everybody said, we can see it. We can see that excitement on your face because I'm like, yeah. This this is going to be something special. This is going to be huge, and and certainly um, it was. But but tell me this, you know, before we start talking about the event as a whole, um, you know, when I heard about the event, I instantly knew that I had to be there um, as a fan to cover it for the show, and I did want to exhibit because that was an important part. Becky, I'm sure that was something for you as well, but. For those others of you that were there, Mark and Mary Jo and Lizette, when you heard about the expo, what was it? What was it for you that made you say, I've got to go? I mean, I need to be at this. Was it the celebrities? Was it one thing in particular? Was it just sort of the whole Disney geek nirvana that it was going to be? Well, for me, honestly, um, I started when they announced the expo, it just hit me. That's the same week at the Disneyland Half Marathon. And... It didn't take too long for me to figure out that I had to be there because I could actually get in the race, get my coast-to-coast medal, and then actually go to the D23 Expo all in one week. And, you know, it just made sense to me. What about you, Mark? Well, um, I signed up on the first day, and I really didn't know a lot about D23, but I knew I kind of wanted to be a member. And then when they came out with the Expo, I think it was, maybe the end of March or April, I am immediately uh, called Stephanie Hudson, my uh, MEI Moss fan travel, and I actually <laughs> booked through her. Ding. Oh, God. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> Louise. There's a plug for you. Not only do you plug back in. Oh, Thank you, Mark. Thank oh, you, Mark. Vey. So anyways, I, I actually bought the plane ticket, like, in the springtime, because I knew it was the first one, and I knew, even though they had made any announcements about schedule or anything, I knew it was going to be incredible. I don't know if I'll be able to go back next year, but I sure want to. And if they ever hold it in Florida, boy, that's going to be even bigger than it was, you know, in California, I think. Yeah, and then, and that's something as we talk about the future of the Expo, it, it definitely is going to be something that bears mentioning. Now, see, and for me, it was, it was, this was very weird because I had to wear three or kind of more Hats because I I did I was going as a fan I was going to cover it for the show I was going as an exhibitor I eventually also went as the packing and shipping department let's speak not of the postcard delivery please <laughs> um, so but when I I heard about it like I said I, I knew that I had to be there but did any of you have expectations going in remember Disney sort of released details about this um, which I thought was brilliant and frustrating because you want to just hear everything. Little by little, they were leaking out things as they did it. What were your sort of expectations going in, or did you know what to expect at, at all? I mean, Becky, what about you? You know, because I think you sort of thought early on, this is something I'm, I'm definitely going to be at. Right. We, we were in a different situation when, of course, they announced it. I immediately bought tickets from a fan perspective because we did not know if there were going to be any opportunities to actually uh, be on the floor. 
and, and have a booth. And uh, bought tickets, was ready to go. I was really excited to be there as a fan. And then, you know, luckily we were one of the agencies that was invited to to be on the floor. So that changed the whole game completely. And I, I was um, I was really my expectations were, um, it was very interesting because I was thinking it was going to be a lot of show and sale, which there was a lot of great things there. Thankfully, I left the American Express card in the safe in the hotel because <laughs> <laughs> that was scary. But for sure, we'll talk about shopping later. But um, I, my expectation was that there would be a lot of fans, there'd be a lot of things to, to see and do, but this completely went above and beyond anything that I was thinking we'd see. I certainly felt the same way. What about um, uh, Mary Jo or Lizette? Did you sort of? I know, I know, Lizette. You sort of were were a late comer to deciding to come to D twenty three. Did you have any expectations going in? I didn't. I actually went in not wanting to have any expectations because I, you know, wanted to kind of be surprised by what was going on. So I actually didn't really research much about it until I think the day that I was flying out. Um, so I didn't have any expectations at all. What about you? Yeah. I was exactly the opposite. I mean, every single day online, <laughs> researching, you know, wanting to know what celebrity is going to be there. See, I was like, where's John Lasseter going to be on Thursday at 10 a.m. so I can stalk him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and, I had high hopes to meet, you know, some celebrities, as you can tell. Yes, and, and, and when we get to celebrities, I'll well. just sit back and let you go to town because that's... Um... And, hey, Lou, the, the also the... Um, I kind of knew in the back of my mind that Disney was going to, you know, they had announced a lot of things, but I knew they were going to give some big surprises just because I know how Disney, you know, works, and they'd like to surprise their fans. But I was really impressed with how open they were and to the fans, and they were kind of like opening the doors to let their fans in. I mean, there were Imagineers walking around the show floor. They were in the parks and recreation explaining all the new things, and it just was amazing. I mean, you see some of these living legends walking around that had actually worked with fault. So it was just crazy the access you had to, you know, basically Disney legends and celebrities. Yeah. And I know that when I, when I went in and again, I mean, I could feel the excitement sort of building in me as I saw the collector's forum taking shape. I saw the parks and resorts exhibit come together and I saw the venue, which again was huge. Um, coming together and and again done so so very well but i before we start getting into things i want to talk about something that i didn't expect necessarily going in it was something that i had thought about i was going to try and had no idea if it would work and if it did how well and that was another element to the show for me and i think really for all of us who were there by the booth and that was the live broadcast um, I, I've done the live sort of uh, video broadcast with chat before um, from studio slash home, whatever it was, and wasn't, it wasn't clear about what the internet access would be. Would it support those kind of live streams, whatever? I tested it on Wednesday, um, and again, much to my surprise, hundreds of people showed up for the, for the five-minute test, and already I could tell how excited they were just to see what was going on and what ended up happening. And Tony, this is where you can sort of speak a little bit to it. And and as as we go through what it was like from your perspective, broadcast all four days from about eight o'clock in the morning till about five, six o'clock at night. And it's, 
you know, it's not about the numbers for me, but I just thought I, I couldn't believe how many people were there watching, how many unique visitors were there watching from all around the world. I mean, there were people from the UK and Australia and Japan and the North Pole. I don't even know how far <laughs> it went because it was going so fast. But I've got to tell you, and, and all of you can correct me if, if you think it's that enhanced our experience so much more than as if we were just at the expo and at, at the booth itself. You're well, you know, right. Yeah, for, right. from, from someone who was in the box, um, it was insane. Like it was, it was the chat was going by so fast you could hardly keep up with it. People were just so excited you could tell. I mean, there were people in that chat room from 8 a.m. Eastern time. Okay. So we would all gather 8 a.m. like the same people, all you know, the East Coasters, <laughs> if you will. We were there waiting, like, come on, Lou, when are you coming on? When's you coming on? And when when the camera finally came out, when we saw saw you log in to Ustream, the place went nuts. <laughs> we were like, here we go. It was just, it was amazing. It, the excitement was was palpable. I mean, and I'm just staring at his screen. Um, you know, my, I'm sure my my boss is glad that you know the expo was over because there was not much work done um, on Thursday and Friday. Um, glad, thank God there was no IT emergencies for me because you know um, I was glued to my monitor. My new tagline, by the way, is going to be Lou Mangello bringing productivity to a grinding halt. I like that. <laughs> Indeed, it it, it it happened, and I know it wasn't the only one. <laughs> And and so, from so a booth were, were perspective, were we the only ones broadcasting? Sorry, right. Oh no, were we the only ones broadcasting live? I I mean, as far as I know, we were. I mean, even there wasn't a lot of traditional media. Certainly, nobody broadcasting all day, which was great. And my goal with doing it, Mark, was really just to try and bring as much of that experience as I could, both at the booth and when we picked up the box and walked around to those people who couldn't get there. Well, you succeeded, sir. All of you. All, all of you made all of us box people feel like we were there and make us want to be there in person so much more. Um, but not from a jealous perspective. We were just happy to come along for the ride. Literally. Uh, Literally. And I will tell you, there were two people that came up to me, one of whom specifically said, you know what, Lou? At 2 o'clock on Thursday, I was watching you, and I got tired of it. He says, I literally closed up the laptop, threw clothes in an overnight bag. I drove to the airport and said, get me the next flight out to Los Angeles because I couldn't stand not being there, which I think is just, it's very telling about, wow. I guess, what that experience must be have been like for you guys. And I think that's great because I wasn't sure how much of the excitement and fun would have translated through that little screen. Well, for me, and I'm hopefully I'm speaking for all the box people out there, it really did translate. I mean, I, I was excited every step of the, every step of the way from when Becky and Deanna took us on on our walks. We saw vendors. We met Becky's new boyfriend. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it was fantastic. When, I mean, the interaction that that they had with pu pushes. Becky's new boyfriend for the people out there who are not box people. <laughs> and my husband. And my husband. Sorry, that's right. Um, it it, it was great. I mean. <laughs> it was fantastic when when Bob Arger walks by, you know, and and having having Lou come back and and like, why didn't you tell him to come over to the booth? Yeah, it was just fun. We, it was it was it was a riot. I mean, to have people like like you know, um, like I said, Becky and Deanna, then and Mary Jo and Mark and everybody that came over to the to the booth, and you know, the the last couple of days uh, with, with Scott Otis came over. I mean, 
who was a fellow box person who, who, who said many times, you know, I know what it's like to be a box person. Here's what's going on. Blah, 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 blah. And he would tell what happened. And it, it was fantastic to, you know, to, to Deb Wills and to the screamers and, you know, Jill and Carolyn, everyone may know the screamers. I know Becky does. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was, it was fantastic. We had such a good time being in the box and, uh, they have their own Facebook page set up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. com slash box people. That'll get you to the Facebook page. <laughs> well, e- even from I- in the booth, I got to tell you, all of you who were there in the box watching us, it it made it so much better for us as well. Um, mm-hmm. There would be times when those very large uh, um, events would go on and the floor would literally empty. Mm-hmm. And we would sit there and talk to you guys in the box about what we were seeing and then pick you up and take you to the different exhibits and talk to the artists and, um, you know, going... Great to the tea party and, and then coming back and then hearing Lou come back and say, oh my gosh, this is what we just learned. It, I had somebody actually say this will date me here, but said, it reminded me a lot of spring break coverage on MTV where there were, <laughs> there were, there were fillers and there were people talking and then there'd be the exciting thing where someone found a celebrity and brought them back to the mic. And it, it was just really exciting for us as well. So, you know, thanks to all of you who hung in there for four days. Right, and, 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 and it really was it really was thanks to everybody who was there because it wasn't about you know watching my big head in front of the screen for four days at eight <laughs> hours a day. It was a collaborative effort from all of you, one of whom in particular. Uh, and first of all, guys, listen, it's no mistake that I didn't surround myself with all these beautiful women to you know a little eye candy for the box people, Becky, <laughs> Lizette, Mary Jo, and my new guest to the show, who just happened to walk in looking as beautiful as ever, the lovely and talented Deanna Mangello. Welcome. Hi, everybody. Hey! (laughs) I made it. I can't believe I'm sitting here. It's pretty, it's pretty, uh, Lou's right here, like, I can hear him even echoing, like, even more so now. It's awful in stereo, isn't it? It's crazy in stereo, let me tell you that. Crazy. So yeah, you um, you were very much all like we said, you know, a, a big part of the the what was going on for the box, but really more so too. There was such an energy, not just on the entire floor because there was it was a, a, a palpable energy, but I've just kind of felt it over in the booth, and I was I said half jokingly about how much fun we had even during some of the downtime. Just again, everybody sort of running back and forth and entertaining each other and in all these very different ways and some of the other people that came by to entertain us as well. So, Lou, I've got a kind of a story about that because, you know, I was out, as you know, out kind of around. I wasn't at the booth too much, just taking pictures, recording audio, and, and helping Justin record video. And I heard people talking, saying, what's that booth that's so excited? I mean, they can hear them all, <laughs> all across the floor as it was the WDW radio and MEI Mouth Fan Travel booth. And it just, there was such an excitement around that whole booth. I mean, I heard quite a few people talking about it while I was waiting in line for events and stuff like that. Well, I'd have to add that Deanna was just the rock of the booth. I mean, she was there the entire time and made such a a great impression on all the fans and really brought a lot of people in to learn about Lou's products and about the uh, podcast and about the audio guides and the magazine and 
Everything. Yeah, and she she helped introduce me to my new boyfriend, Push. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I did untether her from the table for a little bit, yeah. and you guys grabbed the laptop and went off. I mean, that was great, too, is that it was just a, a casual, fun thing. You guys picked it up, and you took that energy and excitement with you. And I think, Mark, maybe that's why, is that people saw the laptop going around and the video is everybody just having a good time and, and maybe wanted to find mm-hmm. out what was going on. And I think that's awesome. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy it sort of um, expanded out from beyond our little corner of the forum there. It, you know, Mary Jo, I have to say that you were, you were exciting just to come back from all the events that you went to and just like a teenager meeting the Beatles every <laughs> single great. time when you came back because we were always you know, it was like, oh my God, it's Mary Jo's story time. What, what, what does she have for us this time? So every time you came back, because I, I was at the table so much, Becky and I were there with, I was there basically with Lizette and Becky's team. And every time you came back, you filled us in on, oh my God, you're not going to believe this. And oh my God, you're not going to believe who I met. And oh my God. It oh was, my God. I just uh, tackled uh, Tim Burton oh on the my, way to the bathroom. Oh my. So, so, so every time you came back with another story it was so exciting because then we would tell you what what happened to us and who was there and you know it was just it was such such a collaboration from everyone's exciting stories I actually felt like at times that I had like eight children because because the guy, bite your tongue woman because the guys would go out and have to do their thing and the girls would go out and do their thing and Lizette and I and Becky and her wonderful team would be there and I would be like okay well there's going to be this mass exodus from all these things and I have to buy everyone lunch and we have to go get everyone drinks and make sure they you know use the bathroom and I thought wait a minute I don't know if my kids here like what am I doing? <laughs> I said at the beginning, Deanna was a machine. You were a machine, and and oh, yeah. sure we ate. Absolutely. So thank you. Yeah. So I mean, it, well, it was... I finally had to put my foot down and say, "Come on, you're going to meet some of the lost characters with me." You and did. He finally did leave. I, right. I had to just say, "You're going to do it." Yeah, it was. It was great. That was exciting. Thank you. That was very you exciting. Were. Yes. And also, like, the caffeine. Thank you, Lizette, for the uh, espresso um, um, machine and the little man you met at the um, coffee cart, because that was a help, too, to us. Yeah, he was priceless. Yeah, he was, definitely. I agree. I agree. But um, it was definitely an exciting, exciting four days. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of still, like, catching up from it. Yeah, that's what we said. Like, we're still processing, and I I might actually need to get more than three hours of sleep tonight. Deanna, I'm still talking to my computer screen. (laughs) (laughs) Funny, because I'm still looking at mine. There you go. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I'm definitely having withdrawals. I'm just waiting for a celebrity to walk in the front door any minute. (laughs) It's just not happening. (laughs) I I think part of it, too, is processing all of the information that we got on the floor. Right. All of the announcements, yeah. all of the things we saw, all the things yeah. that are coming in 2011, 2012. There's, I still really don't feel like I have a handle yet on all the new great stuff that they had, you know, put on the table. Because we didn't really get a chance to talk about it. And, and other people, and, and again, there were some people who I, I wanted to have here tonight who couldn't make it. I think they were recruited by the Dharma Initiative or something. So Justin and Lori, who are also at the table and huge, huge helps, um, Lori had to leave early. Mary Jo, you left a little bit early. You know, we all never got a chance to sort of sit and and kind of debrief and and sort of process everything. But the one thing that I saw 
was as long as the days were and as tiring as they were and as much as it was going on, no matter what everybody left, everybody looked kind of sad when it was over. Like, wait a oh, minute. Yeah. This is I like summer camp. I, I don't want this to be over yet. I was just going to say that. Those, you know, like it all, it was, it was so awesome, the four days, but I was sad that we were leaving because I had so much fun with all you guys that I was like, wait a minute, we got to go home now and like face reality. Like, can't we just have like one more day, like all of us together? I I got an email from somebody who was in the box. I think it was day three. It might've been day four that said it's midnight on the East coast and we're still chatting. Yeah. (laughs) There's still people that go to the box every day. (laughs) Okay. So, Lou, what's, what's the story with the box? I wasn't around when, how did that come, come about? And it, was it something you said or? I think, I think it was something, something I just. about your basement or something Right, like right. Everybody was sort of complaining that they were, were locked in the basement. So whenever sort of some unsuspecting guest who was on the floor walked by and was like, hey, what are you guys doing? All of a sudden that the chat would go crazy with, help us please, we're locked in Lou's basement. <laughs> so right. I think at Lou's- some point I, I may have just said, Without thinking about it, like, okay, I'm going to pick up you guys in the box and, and take you with us, and uh, it I guess it stuck, mm-hmm. clearly, by the T-shirts. Lou, it actually, it actually started uh, last time that you did this at the Pacific Northwest meet. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. You're right. That's yep. when I started locking right. people in the basement. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. And then it became the box in the basement at, at D23. Yes. That's cool. Yep. <laughs> and so the rest is history, right? It, the rest exactly. is history. You're absolutely right. Exactly. There's T-shirts and buttons on Cafe Press. That's all I'm saying. Oh my yeah. God! Are you I, I Tony? Not, are you kidding? I no, did not start. Real. Just so you know, I didn't do that. I, I the the someone a box person did that on their yeah. own. I didn't. It was like the second day, and they're like, "Here's website link." It was Cafe Press. <laughs> oh and there's gosh. T-shirts and buttons. Oh yeah, the, the and one that I think I'm going to put up there is I see box people. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, now people are asking for like a box people meet, oh and yeah. you know they're posting <laughs> pictures of them. Looking yeah. at the box, like some guy oh, yeah. put it up on his yeah. big screen TV in his living room and watched all weekend. I'm like, dude, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, come out. It, there's a great it, picture of, of Justin and and uh, and you and I standing there at the very end when we're all saying goodbye and we look like you know we lost our puppies or something. I thought it was the one of Mark, Justin, and I wearing princess crowns. Yeah. So I'm Although thankfully for not. Uh, oh, we don't want to get into that. No, yeah. yeah, let's not get into. Uh, okay, so here is. The interesting thing, we've been talking um, about this for upwards of 30 minutes, and obviously we're having a great time reminiscing about our experiences together and our experiences on the floor and with the box people, and did you notice we have not spoken one word about anything official that had gone on? We haven't even talked about, you know, that guy Bob Iger who was there or Johnny Depp, (laughs) and it just goes to show about, we've talked about this on past shows that fun and that magic that gets created when like-minded Disney fans and passionate people get together. And I think that's very much a testament, too, to what Disney was able to do by, by pulling this event together. So just a quick aside. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And nothing from the box people. Okay, so <laughs> let us move on then to, um, to some of the things because I do want to try and, and recap and maybe highlight some of the things. And again, for, for me... A lot of this is a blur because I can't process it all and I didn't get to see a lot of it. Um, And there were so many different layers and elements to the expo. But let's sort of take maybe um, the headliners or the highlights. And those are a lot of things that took place in the arena over the four days. And really 
the the main sort of keynotes there were was the Bob Iger um, keynote grand opening and the Disney Legends ceremony and Dick Cook and Jay Rizzullo and John Lasseter and just and Mary Jo didn't you meet Jason Sorrell? <laughs> Who didn't she uh, meet? Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. you have a story? You well, have a she, story for everything, I know. She talked about chasing <laughs> celebrities, but that's... I think that's a whole nother show <laughs> yeah. for a different... That's a new segment. Yeah, Mary Jo's story time. Story time definitely. with Mary Jo. We're going to have to have you come on. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So we... Um, I know a number of us were able to go and see um, a couple of the presentations. And just sort of quickly recapping them, starting off with Bob Iger's. The one thing about his talk, uh, well, two things, actually. Number one was the fact that we had access for the first time to see and hear from him. And the way he spoke was, I'm not sure if this is going to, if you'll understand what I mean, but I felt as though he was speaking with the fans, not at the fans, not to us. He wasn't just reading off a teleprompter. There was a genuine excitement and passion about it in his voice and the way that he was talking to us as opposed to maybe talking to shareholders or executives or the media. And that's what about this event that I loved so much was that for the first time they were making these speeches and announcements and reveals to us as Disney fans, as opposed to going directly to the media. I mean, does anybody else who got to see, I I know Mark, you were in there. Did you get that same sense when you saw Bob talk? Yeah, he did. He had like a gleam in his eye, and he was like, you know, here, I'm going to tell you something that nobody you know, else has known before. And then it went right in, that session went right into, the, with a 10-minute break or something, right into the legend ceremony, which with Tom Bergeron and him, or Bob Iger, kind of emceed the whole thing. And that was pretty amazing when they were telling stories about all the legends that they inducted in and Betty White was there. Robin Williams at the end. Was Both of whom, Monday. by the way, stole the sh- Betty White was hysterical. She um, did. She stole the show. And and thankfully, they went in alphabetical order. Maybe they did this on purpose. Thankfully, Robin Williams was last because I don't know how anybody could have followed what he was doing. Yeah. And when they, the minute they said Betty White's name, she ran right up there. And they had these whole, like, Tom Bergeron was supposed to speak a little bit about her, and then Bob Iger was supposed to speak a little bit about her, and then she's supposed to get a picture. And they said, basically, they had to throw all that out because she ran up on stage. It was, but it was great. I mean, it, the fact that it was sort of, it did go off script like that. And Tom Bergeron was great how he, he ad-libbed along the way, and, and Robin Williams picked up right after that. Um, again, what? A pleasure for us and an opportunity for us to see something that no sort of Disney outsider has had a chance to witness before. Right. Lou, I was going to say that, you know, Bob Iger really created excitement about the exposition in general. He just, you know, wanted to make sure that we understood that, you know, this was created for us, the fans. And, And because of that, he allowed us to see 30 minutes of The Princess and the Frog. And um, that was just really exciting. That looks amazing, uh, by the way. And then um, Anika Noni Rose came out, the voice of Princess Tiana, and sang. And wow. that was just incredible. It just gave me chills. Yeah, and you know, we, could, we could talk about some of these individual elements, like the Princess and the Frog, for a long time. Because I will tell you, honestly, when I first saw the, the, the trailer and heard about the movie, I said, okay, you know, I, I wasn't... I was I was in a wait and see kind of mode, and then they showed you a half hour of it, 
And it, they turned the lights up, and I'm like, "What are you doing? You can't stop now." <laughs> you tease me. It was but beautiful. That they, I'm telling you, they're going back. Not just because it's traditional hand-drawn 2D animation, but they're going back to characters that you immediately gravitate towards and music. The the, the importance of the music for Disney films, I think they're recapturing in a be- I mean, beautifully rendered environments. So. That created a new excitement, I know for me personally, about wanting to go see Princess and the Frog, or at least now the last hour of it. <laughs> so Yeah, that was probably the longest teaser ever. Yeah, but it, it did its job, because now look how excited people were when they came out um, about wanting to see that next film on the slate. And then there were so very, they were they were definitely very very strict though, and that was one of the things that I had a little hard time with. They wouldn't let us take cell phones or any cameras or anything to those major events because they didn't want it showing up on YouTube if they were showing you a new movie or whatever because, you know, nowadays in the age of electronics, people can publish to YouTube instantly. And that's what was happening. I mean, people, we were running, I mean, literally running back and reporting and trying to get stuff up online, which I couldn't, I mean, I could only juggle so much. I couldn't get as much up as I wanted to, but at least I could report back to the box people. And I was trying to, my little fake fat fingers on my iPhone were tweeting as fast as possible. (laughs) And the other thing too is that they were so smart because of the products that they showed in the venue that incorporated into all these new things that they, you know, had at all these different events that you guys went to see. Like all the things that, that go with the Princess and the Frog the, that's at Walmart. You know, the bedding and the dolls and the, it was just, it's amazing. It was completely amazing how everything was, was incorporated there. They, these guys right. know what they're doing. And I don't know how many people actually made it to the third floor, but on the third floor throughout the day, they actually had an animator they're drawing scenes from the Princess and the Frog wow. right on the animator's desk, and that was pretty cool. I think, too, what I saw happening was there was a an escalation of things that were going on at the arena. So the next day, we have Dick Cook talking about Disney movie magic inside the Disney studios. And if you were excited about what you saw at Bob Iger's presentation... There were many, many, many wow moments here for me, and I think for a lot of people, one of which was when the Muppets were shown on stage, it was shown on screen, and then came out on stage, starts singing, and then Kermit pops out, starts singing Rainbow Connection, not a dry eye on the house, including Justin Michoni. They were in a big ferry boat, too, and there was probably 20, 20 of them, at least. It was awesome. It was awesome. I mean, it was starting out with Fozzie and... um, uh, uh, Pepe, Pepe the, the King Prawn, who were doing this little shtick, and it just turned out to be this huge musical show-stopping number. Uh, a salute to all puppets, but mostly Muppets. And, of course, they announced the new cheapest Muppet movie ever, ever made. So, <laughs> And, again, that was the big wow. And then it sort of goes on from there. Mark, I know you were there um, for the entire Dick Cook presentation. Just talk about just one or two of the other little highlights that they had there as well. Well, they, they had a lot of stars there, Nicolas Cage. They actually uh, announcing the Sorcerer, uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice movie coming out. I'm not sure exact dates on that, but it, that looked interesting. Um, they actually brought John Travolta, Kelly Preston, and their daughter announcing, I think it was Old Dogs movie uh-huh. in, with um, Robin Williams. So he was a total surprise. They also had some big-name directors there. They had Tim Burton, Robert Zemeckis, 
and um, Jerry Bruckheimer. So, and then toward the end, the Muppets were kind of in the middle, and then toward the end, they brought out Miley, Miley Cyrus, and she sang Klein, and she was actually awesome. So that was a real, real big surprise. And she sounded and then... just <laughs> as good as on the, you know, on her album. And then at the very then... end, they start playing Pirates of the Caribbean music, and out comes Johnny Depp, uh, <sighs> dressed as Captain Jack Sparrow, on a pirate boat. And he, he talked in character to, I think it was Dick Cook, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and, and then you great. heard, and then you heard this scream, okay, <laughs> that actually yeah. echoed from the time that door opened all the way back to our booth, which was Lori, who qu- couldn't believe that she saw Johnny Depp, and she it was the most hysterical thing. If anyone yeah. was at the booth when you see that, to yeah. see that. Oh. She was screaming, and she ran back, and she rubbed it in our faces. Oh, my God. <laughs> she exactly. got to see Johnny Depp. Exactly. And it was the real one, too. It wasn't just a body double. We actually found out later that, you know, he has his own. Lou will tell us a little bit more about this, but he has his own. He keeps most of the first costumes, and he actually wore one of his pirate costumes. Yeah, and again, it's some of those, you know, unanticipated surprises that we were getting along the way. And... The following day, Jay Rizzullo, this was the one I, I was really, really um, sort of had circled as the must-do for me, was Jay Rizzullo, Jay Rizzullo talking about imagineering the future of the Disney theme parks and confirming things that we had heard rumors about, like Fantasyland. But to see the concept art out there and to hear him talk about it, to hear him be so excited about it, um, again... Fantasyland is a whole nother discussion about what's taking place there and how excited I think we all are for that, the the near doubling of the size of that. And they did something great, too, with the announcement of Star Tours, not just because Darth Vader was on screen interacting with Jay Rizzullo, but we got to see a preview of it in Disney Digital 3D, which was phenomenal. And plus there was a 501st Stormtroopers. Who came by the table, by the way? Who came? You know, we had a couple of stormtroopers come by the table and 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 held you up and held me captive. Yeah. That was great. Exactly. I think that was arresting you. Actually, they were actually arresting. Yeah, one of them actually put on a WDW radio shirt. So it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was very cool. Right. So, my my kids my kids actually love that picture too. They're like, "Wait, you met the stormtroopers and they were holding Daddy hostage." They're soon going to realize that when we say that I'm going away on business, they're like, "Wait a minute, dude, you're taking pictures with stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah. You're not going away on business." Exactly. And when my son starts yeah, my calling son, me dude, my I got My son saw some of my pictures and he's like, "It looks like you had a real good time, Dad. I wish I was there." Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, oh. I wish you were there too." No, but... no, you were working. You got to just yeah. tell him that, that yeah. you were no, working. No, you. It was a research trip. Exactly. Yeah. You have to learn the lingo. <laughs> it was a research trip. Okay. <laughs> right, Lizette. Where were you for four days? Yeah. What's that? I'm sorry. Where were you for four days? I was at the table. You were wor- you were on a research <laughs> trip, weren't you? Yeah. At the table, yeah. That's right. Actually, my <laughs> no, I love being at the table. But my daughter actually saw uh, Mary Jo's pictures, and she's fourteen, and she literally cried, and made me promise I would never go back without her because she's a big fan of the Disney Channel. And when she saw all the stars that were there, she was so upset with me. I'm sure. Yeah, and and that's maybe a good way to talk. And, and let's just sit back because Mary Jo is going to go to town here. About <laughs> in addition to. The announcements and the presentations and the exhibits, which we'll we'll touch on. One of the other big things for a lot of people 
were the celebrities that were there. And there were a ton. I mean, from, again, the people that you mentioned from Dick Cook, John Travolta, huge fan of Kelly Preston, by the way, Johnny Depp, Tim Burton, the Disney executives and the Disney legends, I think, are celebrities to many people. But there were also a lot of Disney Channel stars. And it was Donny Osmond was there, who I know for a lot of people is still considered, you know, He's hot to, to, to a lot of people. Um, people from ABC, a lot of authors and artists. Jim Shore was there. Thomas Kincaid, Robert Olszewski, Jason Sorrell, Ridley Pearson, Don Hahn. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And Marty that, Sklar. again, Marty Sklar, one of those legends that was a celebrity for a lot of us. The first day. Yeah. You're right. And it wasn't just the, the, the opportunity to see them on the stage, but you were able to hear them give I mean, Marty Sklar giving a talk on how to be an Imagineer and some of the other people doing autograph sessions and signings. I mean, that was a huge, huge draw and something very exciting, I think, for a lot of the people who were in attendance. Mary Jo, take it away. <laughs> well, um, I think Mark brought up a really good point just a minute ago when he said um, about what his son had said, that he really wished he could have been there. Um, I think Disney did a great job making this kid friendly, but... I'm not sure that it was really a place for really small children. I'm not sure if this is um, an activity that would really entertain them for, you know, four days. Um, But that being said, I think that teenagers, on the other hand, like my 10-year-old daughter, Emily, she just absolutely, I think she would have been just fine, like, hanging in there with me chasing all the Disney Channel stars down. Yeah. So. Oh, not, to, not to mention the, the Radio Disney area, that that thing was just going like exactly. crazy. They, they were like rocking. I mean, every single day they had the music pumping, they had Ernie D out there and had the, you know, the fans dancing and they brought up all the Disney Channel stars and interviewed them and um, I think there was a lot there for the tweens, but maybe not for the smaller children. You know, um, the other thing too, Mary Jo, is that in a lot of the booths in the back where they had all the rooms set up, like the different, um, like a, they had a, a Disney bedroom set up and the kids' bedroom set up. The playhouses. The playhouses. Yeah. And there was a lot of crafts, believe it or not, going on back there at different mm-hmm. times that you could go back and do. Like I made both of my kids like a little autograph book. Right, and, right. yeah, you could go back. They had these Disney adorable iron-ons you could put on a bag. They had, you know, there were some games going on. So there was so much, I felt. You could play with toys, too. Absolutely. Uh, all play the with new Disney toys. Absolutely. Had Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They're not toys. They're collectibles. Yeah. No, <laughs> when they're in my house, they're collectibles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You keep telling thing, yourself that, uh, that you didn't mention was the ABCs of Disney. That was on the Thursday afternoon, and that was really huge. They um, gave us a little sneak peek at some of the upcoming fall shows that will be out. Um, Kelsey Grammer, Patricia Heaton, um, Ed O'Neill, and uh, Courtney Cox. I think you've heard of her, haven't you, Lou? <laughs> She's a collectible. <laughs> <laughs> And like you mentioned, um, um, Cheryl Burke was there from Dancing with the Stars. And then, of course, Donny Osmond's going to be on the next season. And they both danced, and that was just unbelievable. It was just so much fun to see in person. And that's the thing. And and you're you're touching on something that I was going to mention later was all aspects of the Disney company were represented here very, very well, uh, save for maybe ESPN, 
but the TV shows and Disney consumer products and the movies. And there was a, in addition, right next to Radio Disney, there was a giant lost university and a lost exhibit getting you excited for, or sad in my case, for the last season of Lost and some of the other shows that are coming up like Flash Forward, which they said is kind of like Lost meets Heroes. So uh, again, a lot of things to get you excited about some of the things that are going on and introduce you to some of the things that are happening in all, in all the different aspects of the company. Right. And and don't forget about the Alice in Wonderland area, which was one of my very, very favorite places that I've returned back to like 12 times. Uh, you know, the other thing, too. Well, you know what, Becky? We'll go back to that because that's a whole we had such a yeah. ball. With, that's a whole other that's show. That's a whole right other show right <laughs> But the other thing that they did, which I thought was so fantastic, was the Disney volunteers. Volunteers. I had that on my list, too. Yeah. It, that and was it was so incredible. Every day they had a different thing that they were were either donating or giving to a charity that you did and you got these uh, ears that said you were a volunteer. Like Lizette, yeah. and, I, Lizette and I escaped and we got went over there. And, <laughs> you know, I was hoping to, I would thought I was actually going to take this mural home and hang it in one of my kids' rooms. <laughs> and they're like, no, we're donating it to um, one of the hospitals close to here in the children's, you know, unit. And they were putting it all together, and it was going to be this huge Disney mural. It was absolutely spectacular. Yeah. We it, made it a point of going there every single day and doing – they had a different project every single right. day. And, and um, uh, Deanna, you and I went over and we did the postcards, the postcards for the troops. The postcards for the troops. I was going to mention that too. You guys did the postcards. You took us on a walk, and you did the postcards yeah. for the troops. Yeah. It was absolutely – And we planted seedlings yep. for the Right, for, for community areas. gardens. Community gardens. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, over to – um, where the Legos were, where you could put a piece of Lego on. They had the three murals of the Legos. One was Walt, and I didn't get to see what the other two were going to end up as. I don't know if you guys, did you see what the other two were going to be? Yeah, the, the middle one was the D23 Expo um, kind of mural with the Mickey. It kind of looked like a cartoon. Right. It, I think it's called In the Company of Legends. Okay. Yep. And then the other on the right, so on the left was Walt, and the middle was the mural. And um, in the right was a little kid with a light bulb. And I asked them, I said, you know, was that anybody in particular? They said, no, just a kid with an idea. Yeah. Like Walt. Like had, Walt. You know. And, you know, they were donating those too. So, I mean, it was just amazing how they were able to touch on all these different things and incorporate it into these four days. It just, it was, it was overwhelming, but it was, it was awesome, the whole, everything that they, they did. They also had a castle with key made out of cans. Yes. Right. For a food drive. Right, right, right. Yeah, and, and just a quick aside to one of the things that I had made a, a, a mental note on very early on and throughout the whole exhibit was there was always an abundance of people around to help you find out where you were going or to man the booths or to do whatever. I mean, there was never a shortage of, you know, volunteers and D23 staff who did an awesome job of making sure everything sort of ran as smoothly as possible. And I applaud them. Um, for for that for for the how smoothly everything went, but as you guys were talking about some of those things, again specifically things over in the consumer products pavilion, there was so much going on. There was maybe two dozen different exhibits, but a lot of the things that you mentioned were not passive experiences. Things that you walked by and took a look at, something on display. There was so much about the expo that was interactive. So the Lego mural came together 
because you walked up and you were given a square and you were that was pre-colored and you were to fill that square in with Legos and that square was made part of that. So you had a hand in literally in making that mural and interactive. Also, they had the Donald Duck 75th anniversary portrait contest where Pete, where guests were able to send in their portraits and one was selected as the anniversary portrait. There was pin trading. There was vinylmation trading, not just um, with uh, like at, with Disney exhibits, but with each other where guests could interact with one another. Uh, and maybe this is a good time to talk about a simple, it was a simple table set up for a, a, a wacky sort of tea party, but that Alice in Wonderland sort of mini exhibit there was so much, maybe just for us, but it was so, so much fun. <laughs> yeah. We went back no less than 10 times, and I'll not yeah. talk about my unhealthy obsession with the Red Queen at this point either. <laughs> and we you brought like the, the box, box people with us. Too, we brought the box people with us. Right. Like the Red it? Queen really liked the, the box people. She was really interested to see what they were saying, and, you know, right. she just was really intent and... Like, wow, every time we went over there with a the computer, she was just like, wow, this is so cool. <laughs> they so had as much fun. of a good time with it as we did. You know, and Absolutely. when Becky and I went over there, um, we were over there. Becky, we must have been over there for what? It felt like 40 minutes at least. <laughs> at least. But, yeah. I mean, they lo- they loved it. I mean. We loved everything. We had such a good time. More, t- more, more. We had, yeah, we had such a good time. And the hats. Weren't the hats just awesome? So, mm-hmm. so classy? And just, just sort of describe quickly for the people that weren't there or didn't follow along on the live chat what this was obviously promoting the Alice in Wonderland film that's coming up but tell explain what was going on any of you what was going on at that table and what it was that kept you going back for me it was the red queen and 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 I'm done interaction interaction with the characters and you know they were kind of a Tim Burton like he said a trippy version of Alice in Wonderland it was just you know off the wall a little bit psychedelic, um, like the they had everything, all the elements there of a tea party, and they had the hats where they would put one on you and you could participate. It was just fun interacting with the characters, and they were just, you know, marvelous um, um, with their creativity and um, just their fun lovingness and they you was, know getting you involved with the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, they they really they took brought you into their world. They yeah. brought you into their world. And in the moment that that a seat opened up, everybody's like clamoring to sit down and they had the, the Mad Hatter tea party obviously, but they had all of the um the cups and saucers on the table and um somebody would would come over and put a hat on your head and take pictures with you and then just keep you so engaged you didn't want to leave. It was great. But no no real tea though. And they had cookies that yeah. said eat me, but they said not to eat them. And then they yeah, would go over all the different teas. Not tea- to touch the cupcakes. <laughs> yeah, all the different teas. Is it salty? No, it's wheat tea. Is it green tea? No, there's no tea. <laughs> Are you trying to be the Red Queen? Are you trying to like... No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't have the shoes, though. Let me tell you, I don't have the shoes. <laughs> but, I mean, and again, that's just one of the things that made it so much fun for everybody even if you weren't in the exhibits and things like that it's just walking around the floor that was so so very much um going on um that i think was just it just so well done so if you couldn't and and we'll talk about the fact that sometimes you couldn't get into some of the exhibits because i mean some of the presentations because they did fill up 
um, very, very quickly, but there was always something else to do. There was something else to see. And maybe this is a good time to talk about some of the exhibits. And I know for me specifically, the one that I was most excited to see, the one that blew me away on so many levels was the Parks and Resorts exhibit, the main um, huge exhibit on the show floor, which was incredible and really highlighted four aspects of the Parks and Resorts and what they were looking to do, which was fantasy, adventure, tomorrow, and new frontiers. And uh, I'm going to post something, sort of a, a walkthrough and a discussion that we had with Imagineers who who were there on site, um, which I think, again, was very important because guests had a chance not just walk through these exhibits, but talk to the Imagineers that worked on these attractions and worked on these exhibits and look at things like the real model for Cars Land and audio animatronics figures and the future of animatronics figures and the interactive sandbox and Hong Kong. And for me, seeing Lucky was great, but getting to interact with the living Wally, I just thought was awesome. Better than seeing the original audio animatronic of President Abraham Lincoln, with all due respect to Honest Abe. That's I mean, even you're not taller than Abe Lincoln, and you're taller. Oh, than now, Wally. see now that Mendike, that's not going to get you back on the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, from the very beginning, when you when you stand up to, to queue up, you had that whole wall of all of the the posters from different attractions and things, and then when you first walked in and you got, got to see a little bit of the movie of the past and things that happened in the parks, and how that wall opened up, that really kind of told me what kind of magic we were in for when we walked into that pavilion. It was incredible. Did, did all of you get a chance to go and see it? I know, Lizette and Deanna, you escaped, but you did not get a chance to get in there? We didn't get in there. You, you I, weren't I missing. did sneak away to get in there, and I agree with Becky. That part when that wall opened up was spectacular. Yeah. So Deanna's the only one. Deanna, you didn't miss anything. It, it was, it it was would... a little bit sad that, you know, you on a normal day, I could see myself spending like a whole day in that exhibit, you know, just taking it all in, talking to the Imagineers. I mean, how many opportunities do you have to talk to an Imagineer? Yeah. Um, that's right on the first front line that actually developed these technologies. And, you know, you just felt like you were rushed because there were so many other things that you wanted to see. And, um, you know, I'm kind of sad about that now that I didn't spend more time in there. Yeah, and you could have, and that's the thing, you could have gone through more than once because there was so much to take in and so much to process. And you saw the tools that the... Uh, that the Imagineers used to create the things that we eventually see in the parks and seeing the future of audio animatronic technology, that reactive technology with the autonomatronic, I continually butcher the name, the future of audio animatronics, which you got to see, uh, was spectacular and, and very, very well done. And um, you could have spent a lot of time walking through there and taking pictures and even just the giant, um, Lightning McQueen, sort of that yeah. interactive Lightning McQueen. Right. How he came to life. And personally, I like playing in the sand. That sand thing was so cool. Yeah. Where you stood, you stood around the it table and there was about five or six and then mm-hmm. you kind of just create things about the Hawaii piece that's coming in. It, it was just really neat. It's got to get Great. you very excited about what's coming for the parks, especially in light of some of the announcements about something, some of the things that are coming. You wonder how much of that technology may be incorporated into a Hong Kong or into a fantasy land in, in Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. And Lou, Don't I, I really enjoyed that uh, parks and resorts, but my favorite had to be, and I'm going to segue a little bit, had to be the treasures uh, of yeah. the archives. 
And we actually, Justin, you and I actually got to go up and early one morning and actually interview the lead archivist and Dave Smith as well. And we'll hopefully we'll be able to have a video for everyone in the next couple weeks. Yeah, we have a little surprise. Uh, we had a, we had a, a rare opportunity um, up at the archives, and again with with Dave Smith and another archivist. And and I agree with you, Mark. That was a very very close second for me as far as the, the highlights of the exhibits because for the first time. They've opened up the archives. I mean, they did the tour. Um, they did the tours for D23 members, but they've actually brought the archives to the general public and, and to guests and to see things that progress from Walt Disney's desk all the way up to costumes from High School Musical and everything in between, like the Sleeping Beauty book and, you know, Davy Crockett's coonskin hat. I mean, that literally started a phenomenon. I mean, you can't underestimate the importance of that. The 20,000 League sub, yes, I almost wept when I saw Maximilian and Vincent from the Black Hole. I think I did weep when I saw Mary Poppins' costume. There was a lot of beautiful costumes that they have preserved and put on display, and it really was a museum-quality exhibit. And what about Annette and Cubby's Musketeer outfits? I mean... Right. I mean, through all levels of history and all aspects of the company, from TV and movies and, and beyond. And I know, I know, Justin was a huge fan of the High School Musical two costumes, but he's not here to defend himself. So, <laughs> but, you know, I was not only seeing them, Lou, but I was hearing Dave Smith talk about the stories about how they found them, some of them, and how the history mm-hmm. behind them. It was just totally amazing stuff yeah, that you wouldn't great. hear every day. Yeah, and and again, I mean, we're we're sort of glossing past some of the other things like the technology pavilion which had some very impressive things the um the disney interactive pavilion and a, a, a quick little throwaway they had one of the original floats from the main street electrical parade out there that you could take a picture next of yep. i mean and for geeks like me that was really exciting that was cool that was very cool that was cool becky we have a picture so I have to send it to you. Who let you people oh, away awesome. from the table? What? Yeah. <laughs> I think that was pre-doors. I think that was before they opened the doors. We ran around as quickly as we could. Yeah, I think so, too. So they definitely had some new things, old things, but they had some new things, too. I mean, I, I was able to, and anybody who was at the expo was able to play the Wii Toy Story Midway Mania game there. Mm-hmm. And they actually were selling copies before it was out. I think it just came out this last Wednesday, and that was really fun. Yeah, and again, I mean, we're we're trying to sort of encapsulate four days and thousands of tens of thousands of square feet of space and exhibits and things going on. Um, there was the Disney Dream Store there, which had some great D twenty three specific merchandise as well as theme park merchandise. But one of the things that uh, I felt when they made the announcement about the expo uh, that I thought was so important for a variety of reasons, and even more so after I got there was the Collector's Forum. And uh, I'm going to preface this by saying that I think Collector's Forum was almost a misnomer. Um, it, it almost was, was a little bit misleading because while yeah. there were many, many vendors selling collectibles and fine art and, and beautiful things that went back from theme parks and animation and comic books and books and movies, there was so much more going on there. There were artists who were creating art right there on site. Um, Noah, who's that sort of performance artist, you may have seen his work um, on a number of places, including on the Disney Cruise Line. 
Um, a number of authors were there. Steve Barrett from the Hidden Mickey's Guide. Um, other authors were there. There were celebrities there. You, you know I love Margaret Carey almost okay. as much as my wife. Um, she was there. Uh, I mean, Tommy Kirk was there. I mean, names that you know from Disney history. But again, there was that energy in the collector's forum uh, that I felt that was beyond just people shopping for maybe, uh, you know, those rare little treasures that they wanted to add to their collection. And I know you, all of you, including the two of you, Lizette and Deanna, who are tethered to the table for the most part, you guys, did you guys have a chance to to walk around um, the collector's forum at all? Lizette, did you get a chance sort of to browse through there? I did. I did get a chance. That was wonderful. Was there anything, was there any part about it that sort of stuck out to you or anything that was surprising or that you really enjoyed about it? Um, I was a big fan of the miniatures. And I, 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 the name escapes my mind right now. I'm sure you'll know. But um, I really Bob loved Urshef. walking around that. I'm sorry? Bob Olszewski? Yes, thank you. Um, really thought his, his booth was well put together and I really enjoyed it. We actually came home with one of those, so yes. It's a collectible. It's a collectible, yes. It's for research, and I had to have him sign it. Just because it happens to be Peter Pan, we did it for a video segment, so I needed to do it. And also, there was uh, what I found too is since we were more so with the people behind the booth, they were so you know warm. And there was a guy that was behind that had a booth behind us, but that was selling those balls that that you clip to your hat. <laughs> I mean, he must have been with us every day. Anytime yeah. he had a second, he would come over and talk to us. He was like, what do you guys, you know, you guys have the best looking booth over here. I'm like, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I told you, my mother didn't raise no fool, I, you know. Well, I know that Becky and uh, and Deanna took us on uh, the box people on walks to, to visit all the other vendors during the quote unquote downtime. And it was wonderful to see all the different collectibles and all different vendors, what everybody had to sell. I mean, it was it was and I'm sure that we only saw a fraction of really what was there. Yeah, I mean, I, I know yeah. we all tried to take you guys around as much as possible. Again, because of the limits of the Wi-Fi, we couldn't get, for example, into the parks and resorts. We did take you over to Alice in Wonderland 15, 20 times. But I think a lot of time was spent in the collector's forum. And we, we did get a chance to stop and talk to some of the people and let them showcase some of what they had and some of the things that they were doing. And did that sort of translate well through the box? I mean, could you get a sense of, of what was going on there at all? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and there, it was funny because there were some, some areas where the Wi-Fi was a little spotty and there was a little bit of panic in the box, but uh, <laughs> like the first couple of times. And after that, I was like, no, no, that area is a dead spot. Okay, they'll be back in a minute. Oh, and there they are. Um, but no, it, it totally did translate well. And like I said, I, I know it was only a fraction of really what was there, but it, it was such a wonderful thing to to be able to, to sort of quote unquote be there. Um, and it was it was appreciated by all. I'm sure I'm speaking for everyone when I say that it, it was it, it was the whole thing being in the box. It was happy to be in the box. It was yeah. Lou, on Sunday, I made it. I when I hijacked the laptop, I made it all the way into the dream store, and I it was probably choppy, but people I was asking people where they wanted to go, so <laughs> I was all over the place. I probably sure, shouldn't have done that. Blame the box that, people. But... Blame the box people. Yeah, sure. really. Exactly. Yeah, and the um, I, I realized early on, and um, and I think everybody did early on, that there was no way that you were going to be able to see everything. Um, and before we sort of talk about the logistics of some of the other things, I found myself spending more and more time at the booth, and I really enjoyed it because 
the energy and the excitement and the people were coming to us, whether it be in the form of guests who were, were learning about us for the first time, were just sort of hearing what was going on, the, the cackles and screams from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Um, <laughs> Ding. The or, dancing, the dancing. There was dancing, the dancing. there was, there was singing. singing here and there. There were giveaways and there were contests and, and, and thank oh. you to everybody who came by who knew we were there and wanted to come by and say hello. But you know what else, too, was something that I didn't expect was the number of, and again, Mary Jo, celebrities and people that came by that so enhanced our experience. And I'm laughing because I know that we're, where we're going. But people like <laughs> Imagineers who came, and many Imagineers who were fans. I mean, they're walking around the Collectors Forum, not because they have to or because they're going somewhere, but because they were fans. And Alex Wright was there and Jason Johnny Sorrell was the there. Sprites. Johnny and Sprite. John, John Tartaglia came right. by. Yeah. I was like a little kid. I was so I was like, dude, you're Johnny and the Sprites. I was like, my kids love you. And and I think I may have insulted him by saying, because he was in Avenue Q on Broadway, and I was like, oh my God, you're Johnny from Johnny and the Sprites, as opposed to, oh, by the way, you were yeah. on Broadway. So <laughs> And won a Tony. Yeah. Tony 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 as well. yeah. yeah. All right. Don't, you know, Mr. Tartaglia, <laughs> sir, if, if you're listening, I, I sincerely blue. apologize. But I was, you know, I sort of got that Mary Jo Collins excitement the same way. What about, what about when he said that he had your trivia book? Uh-huh. That I way, think uh, you might have like jumped through the roof then. I, I almost hugged him. I did almost hug Johnny and the Sprites. So, um, but even like when the Stormtroopers and a couple of members of the 501st came over and they were so nice and they were so gracious because they stayed there for a long time and they talked and they posed for pictures with everybody who wanted to take a, a photo with them. Um, Justin and the models. Oh my god. The gosh. Disney wedding yes. models. Yeah. <laughs> and they kept they they would do the change. They would come over in their beautiful gowns and then they would go change and they would come back in more beautiful gowns. And every time Justin had to have his picture taken with him. <laughs> and and the other person too, I thought there was such a touching moment was when Big we Mama. met our no. We met our friend <laughs> No. When we met our friend Timmy. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. Timmy, if if you're listening, he was such a, a loving kid that was so excited, and he was talking to everybody in the box. Tony, I don't know if you were on. Did you meet? Were you there when Timmy? No, I I missed Timmy. You did. Timmy was yeah. a sweet, sweet kid. So Timmy, if you you listen to this episode, we're talking about you, and you were great. And there was a lot of people that came by, and they're like, "Why are those people talking to their computer? And what what are they doing?" And <laughs> They were they were like hanging out because like hey I want to be on the box I want to own people and it turned we were bringing people over and we were doing all kind I mean and I think that added um, so much to the, to the energy I mean when that little girl Gracie came over yeah I was going to ask you about that oh. Oh, she uh, thank God my daughter didn't see that because I just fell in love with that kid and um, you know everybody was asking me well she has an all access pass whose daughter it, who she was isn't important because on her own, she was just such a sweet and loving little kid who had such a, and she was, I mean, future superstar right there. And she knows all the words to the Tiki Room, including the dialogue. I think she's your new co-host. She, well, Lori's not here. So yes, she's going to be the new Aww. co-host for the day. So. Lori's still co-host for the day. Yeah. Hey, Lori. So, and other people who were able to go, Mark, like you and like Justin, who were able to go to some of the other exhibits and presentations and announcements. And even like Scott Otis would literally come running back to the booth oh, and would put Scott on his... Otis in the he, box. <laughs> now, Tony, wait a second, real quick. 
we did the live restaurant review with Scott. Remember, we did Mom and Melrose's, yes, and he was very shy. And he really didn't want to be in front of the mic. Now, all of a sudden, it's the Scott Oda show. He's, he's like, all right, everybody move oh, out of the way. Gotta, he was awesome. He's doing voices. He awesome. He's making faces. Oh, and the other thing is, is that people were on their cell phones saying, oh, I just saw you pass the box. Yeah, they were waving. They were, were come behind whoever was talking yeah, and wave to okay. whoever they're talking to. And then they would, they would say, oh, go in front of the uh, WDW radio um box because i can see you so so there were there were people that were coming by because they got a, a phone a phone call from someone saying go by the you know ww radio show booth because i could see you on the on the computer it was like good morning america i had somebody track me down and they were because there was a little lag you know they said oh he just went here and then he, he so basically he's running to catch up with me yeah how funny it was so adorable when uh when uh, Deanna, when your daughter came in, called oh in. Oh my God. You're talking, you're like, hi, baby. Oh my to her. She was so cute. <laughs> like, Waving to 1,200 people. Yeah, exactly. Oh I'm like, hi, honey. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't nervous until I found out my dad was watching. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. It was so, very cute. Thank you. That was great. But yeah, the, um, you know, and there were so many people, um, without naming names, who, who came over and who I had a chance to meet and talk to. And I just want to take a quick second to say, Thank you so much for for taking the time um, to to come over and say hello and and get a chance to meet you. And I will save you all the trouble. Yes, Big Mama. I want to thank you for coming over as well. And also, you know who else was in the box was Alex Mayer. Right. Who is a um, who works down at Walt Disney World. He's part of the Disney design group. Um, He's a, a long, long time friend of the show. I mean, it was cool kind of knowing that there were people from Disney who were watching as well because they couldn't get there and then would email me and say, what was I thinking? Why didn't I go? Yeah. So it was cool. And, and there for were cast members off duty that were there too as well. A lot of, Besides yeah. The ones working. Right. Yep. Um, and a lot of people, again, who were kicking themselves. And Tony, I think you were one of them kicking themselves from like, why am I not there? This Absolutely. is the ultimate fan gathering. What am I Absolutely. doing here? In my Absolutely. basement in, in Lou's basement in New Jersey. I can't tell you how many uh, how many times we saw. I'm going next year. I'm going next year in the chat. It was just it was amazing. Yeah. It um, yeah. again. That was something that was unexpected. You know, the, the live thing was unexpected, but a, a really I, for me personally, a, a big big part of the fun of the event. I was going to say, Lou. I think next year we're going to need a a, a bigger booth and we're going to need a bigger booth. I uh, listen. If if Mouse Fan Travel wants to sponsor the sixty inch plasma LCD and want to, I'm all I'm down with it. Uh, we'll, talk. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. I'll tell you what, I will tell you what we will. I, I will tell you what we will do next year, Lou. We're going to definitely get a, a bigger booth, and we're definitely going to get the padding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll back you on that, Becky. Yeah, me and Mouse Travel is going to sponsor that. When I tell you to tear down a wall, I think next time you're going to listen to me, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. It uh, it was a, like Disney. We were learning along the way as as yeah, we did this great. because. I mean, look, yeah, and I, I think- kind of wanted to talk about that, Lou, if you want, if, if you're ready for that now, is how Disney kind of, the D- D23 Expo people were kind of learning and evolving as it went on. Oh, yeah. Thursday and Friday, there was not as many people as I don't think as they expected, but the lines for the Imagineers and some of those sessions, which I had to wait like an hour, an hour and a half just to get in. Some of the events I could get in with the media pass, but um, I think that they kind of made the mistake of having, they didn't realize how popular they would be. 
and they had them in the smaller venues that had maybe 250 people fit. And the movie, they had only 750 versus the arena where it was like 4,000 people. Well, but, I, I, I mean, they were learning in things like, you know, because you had to check your cell phones, they were like a half an hour late the first day of starting their first Bob Iger session. So, and then at, toward the end, Saturday and Sunday were very crowded, and there were still was long lines, and they were giving out passes um, to get into the rooms, and then they moved a couple things to the arena that weren't supposed to be. So, I mean, they were learning and evolving, and I'm sure they'll do things different next year. Uh, well, I was well, going to say, it's probably that. much like us, because yeah. when we went into it, we weren't exactly sure what to expect ourselves. Uh, and so we've learned about what we'll do next time. And um, and Disney was really good about recognizing that there was an issue. And if there was a way to tw- try to tweak it, they, they did it pretty immediately. They did. Uh, they, they, you know, I, th- that's what I also noticed, is that they learned from their mistakes very quickly. And if you, you saw, the things were changed at a rapid pace. So yeah. it was pretty amazing, the turnaround. Right. I, I think, like you said, Becky, I think Disney didn't know what to expect going in. I mean, they've never done anything like this on this scale and didn't know, much as we didn't, what the crowds were going to be like, what the flow right. was going to be like. And they adapted on the fly very well. And that's why I said this was not just a great first event. I mean, this was a great event because they were able to make changes. And, and I applaud them for that. Yeah, Lou, do you think do you think that um, they were kind of caught off guard by how many people actually wanted to see the Imagineers? Because I mean, we're Disney fans. I mean, that is like gold to us. I'd rather see an Imagineer than a movie star. Sorry, Mary Jo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think that the event, and this is this is a, a very much a big pro for the event, is that there is something there for everyone and you almost don't know well who's going to be there i mean clearly on sunday the uh the dynamic of the entire event changed because the wizards of waverly place were going to be there so the number of teens and tweens who were there to see just that who maybe didn't care as much about parks and resorts or the fact that john lasseter was talking was was different than maybe the people who were more interested in parks and resorts and I think that's the thing that will be adjusted and tweaked for next year is that, and I think we all learned this, you couldn't see everything. It was clearly impossible to see everything. And much like planning a Walt Disney World vacation, you needed to sort of get that schedule ahead of time and sit down and say, okay, what are the must-see things that we want to go to that we know we need to queue up for in advance? And so we were and we were doing it in the morning. We were like having a meeting, say, okay, what do we need to see? What do we want to cover? What do you want to go to? And that was different. I mean, we know that that Mark and Justin wanted to spend a lot of time over at the Disney Channel and see Selena Gomez, while some of the uh, some other of us wanted to see, you know, what was going on with the Imagineers and and Jason Sorrell and and Richard Sherman, things like that. And and then when you would get, you would find something that really pulled you in and engaged you. You were there forever, and yes. it was hard to pull away because there was so much great stuff. And for me personally, I got to the second floor once for the DCL announcement. I never made it to the third floor, and so there was just so much going on. And like you said, it's it's much like a vacation. You're not going to be able to see everything. And I think a lot of people almost didn't realize that there was stuff on the second and third floors, that, and yeah. there was things to see. I mean, the Tron light cycle. Quick aside, Tron light cycle. Dude, Super that's awesome. awesome. Right? I saw that I mean, picture. Holy smokes. 
So I, I got to see the Tron movie, the original one, digitally restored, and had new audio and everything. It was amazing. And then they showed us a 3D preview of Tron Legacy. That was one of the high points of my thing. I guess oh. I'm a geek, and I watched that when oh. I was a kid. So. Like, you're right. We, we're not even touched on the fact that they had the movies afterwards, the Toy Story in 3D, and then there was the, the auction. There was so many things uh, that happened yeah. after hours. I did get to see Toy Story 2, 1 and 2 in 3D, and let me tell you, when it comes out in October, you should go out and see it. In, in 3D, it looks like a totally different movie. I mean, it's exactly the same, but then they have a 10-minute intermission where they show little clips and funny trivia and stuff like that. So you don't even want to go to the bathroom during the intermission <laughs> because it's so funny. <laughs> and I'll tell you, the Disney Digital 3D that we saw for some of the films and for Star Tours is very, very impressive because it's not that sort of uh, Muppet red Vision green, gag in your face 3D. Glasses. Yeah, it's it's, it's just a, a, a depth of field type sort of... Sort of like up. Yeah, yeah I mean, even really more so. It's not 3D gags, you know, where they reach out and grab right. There are some of those, but it's mostly you can see far into the picture and mm-hmm. it, it comes alive to you. Neat. Yeah, and, and we, we, we quickly mentioned the auction, which, um, again, part of that interactive experience, a chance to purchase very, very unique items and one-off experiences. And, I, and I'm, I, I got my paddle, and I'm glad that I didn't go because I would have wept like a schoolgirl when I saw things like the Hatbox Ghost go for $9,400. And I did. I had visions of, of having the conversation, saying, okay, Deanna, um, I just bought a Peter Pan's flight ride vehicle, and this is where we're going to put it and why. But when, it, when we found out uh, through the magic of Twitter that it went for $35,000, wow. um, I realized I was in the long, wrong line of work. Um, we, yeah. we should mention that, too, that we a lot of us were Twittering, too, throughout the whole day when we did have our cell phones, and that was fun, too, as well. Well, I, as a box person, I had to make a choice. I, I, I couldn't look at Twitter and look at the live feed. I, <laughs> I couldn't do both. I tried. I could not do it. So Yeah, uh, I, it was funny to watch out. the presentations let out, and everybody was looking down. Nobody was looking ahead of them because everybody's Twittering and Facebooking and, and all that kind of stuff, so... Um, interesting dynamic of how the coverage from a media perspective changed with this event. It wasn't big TV cameras everywhere. It was individuals with cell phones and those guys and girls over in that booth with the laptop walking around. That was the coverage. That was the live coverage of the D23 Expo. Now, I'll have to say, Lou, that I had time of my life during the expo but i had a lot of fun after hours and i know it sounds bad but you can kind of explain what we kind of hung out after <laughs> after it was done and actually ate some dinner together and we had some fun there too so i don't know if you want to get into that but i was just going to say too the um the blessing and the curse of d23 and i guess if i had one suggestion for maybe d23 changing next year might be especially on the weekday days it ran from 8 o'clock in the morning for D23 members, 9 o'clock in the morning for non-members until 5 p.m. I would have liked to have seen it run a little bit later, having the show floor open, because I think people who were locals in the area missed out on Thursday and Friday being able to catch some of the things. But the blessing was that if you weren't going to go to some of the presentations at night and, and Mary Jo Collins, I blew off Richard Sherman for you because I love you that much. But we did. We had, I mean, the fact that Disneyland happens to be right across the street, right next door, 
is great because we had such a good time going into the parks and our little band of five or six people quickly blossomed into 25 people and taking over a boat on Small World and a boat on Pirates and having a blast at dinner at Goofy's Kitchen and spending my 10-year wedding anniversary eating turkey sandwiches in Disneyland with 20 of my closest friends was awesome. I mean, we had such a good time doing that. And it's just, I think it's that excitement that sort of carried over from the, the expo itself. Thanks for get... sharing your anniversary with us, Lou. Yeah. Thanks for helping me get out of, of, of an anniversary. <laughs> I can't get Damn the smile off Deanna my too. face. That's the funny part is I'm sitting here and reliving that, and I cannot get the smile off my face. There was so much laughter and fun and joy from the moment that we walked into the, the showroom floor till the evening events. It, it was just incredible. I, I agree. And, and now, Lizette, this was your first time, obviously not just at the expo and, and the, the chaos and craziness of the booth, but again, you got the added benefit of getting to go to Disneyland as well. What was that experience like for you? sort of carrying over from the expo and again being the Walt Disney World person heading over to Disneyland? Uh, it was definitely, you know, sensory older times too because it was the expo and then it was being at the park. Um, it was really different. Obviously, walking into Disneyland, it felt like I was in some dream. Everything wasn't really where it was supposed to be and that had a completely different feel to it, but it was a great experience to be there with such a large group. I think the first night that we got there, that we had about 20-something with us. And um, it was an amazing experience to, you know, finish up the expo and have that energy coming off the show and go straight to the park was incredible. And even when we went to dinner, we went to um, to Goofy's Kitchen one night and Goofy was probably the appropriate name and place to be because <laughs> we were acting like a bunch of kids. I mean, not me. And thankfully, there's no video to no, prove it. You guys were up. No, 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 no. I was not dancing. You guys were dancing. I was, I was photographing for research purposes. Well, it was and very the characters cool. were dancing. Yeah, I mean, the characters were dancing. And how cool was that when they baked a cake? I mean, they play the song and they bake a cake. Goofy comes out from the kitchen with all the kids and they bake this cake. And Minnie was dancing and it was just, it was, it was great. And you felt yeah, no and, guilt whatsoever and, uh, that your kids weren't there, did I you? I did not feel guilty at all that my kids were not there, I have to say, truthfully, because... Marion, Nicholas, you yeah. hear that? Mommy didn't. I felt guilty. She didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Cinderella, Karate Chop, Mulan. That was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Actually knocked the wind out of her. That was odd. Yeah. Things a little bit different out in California. But, you know, again, just the, the good time that we had riding rides and walking around. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it, again, it goes back to the show we did a few weeks ago, sort of that that bringing the magic wherever it is and sort of um, strangers becoming quick friends and, and having a good time and, and taking over a boat and pirates. And, and again, you guys singing along the way um, was a lot of fun. And uh, only once when we were, were stuck there behind Fantasmic and I was like, God, it's late. My feet are killing me. My hotel just seems so, so far away. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that was funny. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I thought we were going to have to scrape you off the floor. Yeah, yeah that was um, <laughs> between the time change and the lack of sleep and the anxiety and the stress and, and the adrenaline rush going. Uh, and the only thing I would have wished was that all of us could have, well, first of all, that more of you could have stayed to help me pack up, but that all of us could have stayed an extra day, speak not of the postcards, all of you could have stayed one extra day. 
just yeah. so we could have like yeah. mm-hmm. you know debriefed and decompressed and sort of talked about the event. I mean, I I was trying to like make mental notes and even written notes, trying to to record everything that was going on. That's why I wanted you guys to be here because there was so much to it, and and we all had similar but but different experiences, and I think that carried over to everybody who was there because everybody there was something for everybody that but there were different things that we all enjoyed most and maybe you know we can kind of start wrapping up by asking you i mean what was it for you that made if anything made d23 or the thing that was the most memorable or the thing that met or exceeded your expectations um and we'll go ladies first um so we'll start with deanna um, put you on the spot. Okay, no problem. Um, I think the f- the biggest thing for me um, was just the people that I got to know a lot better that were with us, and I also made a lot of new friends. So just being together with everybody, it made the world of a difference. And yes, I'm glad that I spent my 10-year anniversary with you guys, so thank you. Turkey sandwiches Aww. for 10-year anniversary. Yeah. And and the vinylmation candle, come on! Oh, and by the way, I saw that my husband regifted my candle and gave it to you, Lizette. So we, well, there, there's why? a photograph of it that was that's in a video. So you'll be seeing that. And Lizette, you look very appreciative. So you do, I'm Lizette, happy. You do, you do. <laughs> First of all, for your 10-year anniversary, you got a free trip out to California and Disneyland. So I wouldn't, you Please, know, don't res- you keep saying it was a research trip. Okay. Without the kids, though. Speaking, yeah, yeah without, I gave you a trip without the kids, so, you, so I had to babysit Machoni a little work, bit. So I, mean, I mean, come on. Work. You were please. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to next. So maybe somebody who did appreciate the gifts that I gave, the lovely Lizette. What What did you? What for you? Other than the vinylmation. Was, yeah, um, I was about to say that the regifting was definitely my favorite part. It's not, <laughs> it's not a regifting if she gives it back, just so it was you know. Regifting of a regift, it was awesome. <laughs> what um, was it for you, you know, personally that that really was kind of a highlight for you? I, I agree with Deanna. I was really being there and, and meeting a lot of great people, a lot of like minded fans. The energy was was incredible, um, and and the box people were too much fun. Woo-hoo. So I really enjoyed that a lot, and I must say also I was a huge fan of Grace, and I hope you can make her a co-host because she was the most beautiful little girl I've ever seen. If Grace's mom is listening and Grace calls me, Grace, well not Grace, if Grace's mom calls me, I would <laughs> I would love to have Grace come on the show again. So, um, Mary Jo, I'm sure there's gonna be name dropping galore here, but for you. <laughs> what 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 was your memorable moment or the thing that you just oh my god I loved about D twenty three? Well, I, I know you're going to think it's it's <laughs> going to be the moment when I met John Lasseter and had my picture made with him, but no, that's not it. Um, <laughs> no, no, honestly, it was the vinylmation that I gave you. <laughs> it was all the stories you got to write a book um, now. Honestly, when I came home, it was just the feeling of being a part of Disney. I don't know how to explain it, but being at the D23 Expo made me feel like I was part of the community. And um, like Deanna said, just meeting new people and getting to know you guys a lot better was just fantastic. And I can't deny seeing all the um, celebrities that I've always loved, like Nicolas Cage and John Travolta and uh, Johnny Depp all in the same room at the same time wasn't fantastic, but... You know, just being a part of the Disney community, um, it's just overwhelming. I, I'm going to stop real quick because I, I'm, 
I wasn't expecting that. And I'm happy you said that because when we first started talking about D23, when it was announced way back when, I guess March or so, that's what I, I was hoping would happen, would be that sense of community that was going to be formed by people just wanting to be a part of this club for Disney fans. And I wasn't sure if the expo was going to be able to pull it off by letting people feel that way because there was so much going on, because people were just going left and right and there was so much to see and so much to do. But it did. It, as much as, as fun as we had as seeing the Bob Igers and the Jay Rizzullos and the Johnny Depps and the Selena Gomez's, it was about the other Disney fans. So, so bravo to you to not name drop other than just John Lasseter. So continuing <laughs> on with, with Ladies First, um, Becky, what about for you? And it's wow. gonna, and I hope this starts off by saying having my booth next to WDW Radio is a great way to start. <laughs> well, actually, I was going to say from the very beginning, deconstructing that booth, looking at it and going, you know, we can, we can really make this a place that's inviting. And I, I really did enjoy that. That was really fun. There was a lot of laughter that, that night, and that was really, really cool. But between that, um, the creation, because yes, thank you for sharing a booth with me, WDW Radio, and your team has been, was wonderful to work with. And it was great to get to know all of you. I mean, we've, we've in, been in passing, we've been in chat rooms, but it was great to just hang out with you and, and uh, you know, going and singing on the pirate's boat. Um, in addition, there's two other things. The, the DCL announcement, which finally ended two years of speculation of if they were ever going to go to Alaska. And I got to tell you, that was a really incredible announcement that they did there. That was stuck in my head. But the number one thing, here's my top 10, as you can tell, <laughs> the number one thing, honestly, if any of you have done booth duty before, I've, I'm a, a veteran of Comdex for those in the, in the computer industry. Wow. It really is a it, when there's major events going on and everybody's in there, you're just kind of standing around and you're looking around and it's a several day thing and your feet hurt and there's not a lot to do. The people in the box mm-hmm. is, I'm serious, that made me, being able to be filler for that and having people to talk to and interact with and to share the excitement with when there was really nothing else going on on the floors, we were waiting for the announcements. You guys made it for me. That made my day. It made my expo. And thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging in with us for those four days. It, it made a huge, huge impact on me. Thank you. Yeah, I have to agree. Because, you know, we did spend a lot of time together, Becky. And uh, <laughs> Finally? After what? Six years? How many finally? years? Exactly. Because I didn't have the Mangello parade behind me. But, um, <laughs> you did, but it was Justin and Mark. Ma- yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, that made a huge, huge difference. In, and it made the time go so much faster. Yeah, if I could say just a personal thank you to every single person, I would. I mean, it, it really did make a, a great, great experience for me. Yeah, I agree. On behalf of all the box people, I say you're welcome. And thanks. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And speaking of the box people, Mark, I'm not going to forget about you. Becky, maybe this is a good time to mention, you were very gracious to the box people because we wanted to, we felt bad that the box people couldn't participate in what we were doing there, where we were giving away, you were giving away baskets. I was giving away T-shirts like they were going out of style and CDs. And for the the loyalty and the time and the dedication and devotion and and you know sore butts from sitting there watching us, <laughs> you wanted to do some things to give box people a chance. And a couple other people came by and gave stuff away as well. Mm-hmm. I do remember that you did offer out a a hundred dollar MEI and Mouse Fan Travel certificate. Um, to a trivia contest 
that you had and that you, after somebody had won, you graciously decided that you would give out a second one because there yeah. were so many people in the box and uh, you got a lot of entries very, very fast. Why not go ahead and, and tell the the box person listener who oh, won the wow. gift certificate? And I can't wait to meet this person because I'm I'm really excited. I, I saw her in chat constantly. Um, I don't I didn't know her name. I knew her by her login. Vanessa uh, Marcel. Vanessa Marcel. <laughs> Vanessa Marcel. Come on, just please. What we did obviously is we had had a thing of, of questions. The first person we drew that one out of all of the entries. I, I did a drawing, and the person who won the hundred dollar MEI Mouse Fan Travel certificate, which I'll send you. After the show is uh, is posted, is Crystal Bates, which is Pluto Yay. Gal Eight. So congratulations, Crystal, and you will be getting an email from me in a couple of days with your hundred dollar travel certificate. Awesome! Oh, Thank cool. you very much for Crystal doing hasn't that. Crystal isn't able to be with us tonight, but I accept this award on her behalf. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Mr. Mendai. All right, so well now we're done. supposed to go get our picture taken somewhere, right? That's right, right. right. Uh, Mark, what about for you? I mean, I know that we had a chance to um, we had a chance to talk a little bit afterwards, and um, I know that you really, really enjoyed D twenty three. I enjoyed it immensely. I mean, I, there's hardly any words to say, you know, what the experience was like. But it's like the others have said; it's not really about the celebrities or the, the new announcements of movies. It's really about the people that you met and the people that I got to hang around with, which is you guys. And I, I've always believed that really the magic of Disney is the people, mm-hmm. including the cast members and, and this is your everyday you know, person, guest that comes in the park and the people that you meet. And I feel like I've made lifelong friends, but not only that, you know, that I feel like you guys are part of my Disney family now. So you're not only friends, but you're family. So. It's really, I really thank you all for the experience, and I'm going to remember this one for the rest of my life. So hopefully we can have some more together. Well said. Well said. Yeah. And uh, so you put me on the spot going last, so I'm going to say no, that... Tony. The box person. Oh, Tony Mendy. <clears throat> <the>, uh, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. See Freaking, how we are? In, See? in the box. <laughs> yeah. Well, you accepted for Crystal, so I, I just thought that was your accepted <laughs> speech. I'm, I'm sorry. So, yeah, obviously, very important for us and for the feedback that I need, what was it like on your side and what was the highlight or, or what was the experience like for you guys? Well, it, it, and remember you're representing thousands, thousands so I no know. pressure, no pressure at all. Um, well, while I am speaking for thousands, I'll have to speak for me individually. Um, it, it started out as, Oh, here we are sitting here. Lou's gone. And <laughs> it quickly turned into Lou go away. Woohoo, Lou's gone. Back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait right. a minute. Say that again. Say Let's that again. Get the party started right. Lou is gone. Give us give us Becky and Deanna. That's who we want oh, to take us for a walk. Woohoo! Um, Woohoo! Um, it, it, it's it's amazing how much the energy transpired over over the ether um and over these these interwebs that we that we uh we watched you guys on. And and you know, it's funny because I met friends in the chat room. Cool. People I don't know. I've never met. Probably will never meet. But they, I met so many friends that are the quote unquote regulars in the box in the box room box. Excuse me. Um, that that you know they're they're friends. We we talked every day. We still talk. You know over Twitter, over Facebook, whatever. Um, so it, it it was it was a bonding experience. It was it was really fascinating to to be a part of. And I only wish that I could be. 
um, just like Scott Otis, a former former box person, and be able to be on the other side of, of the camera and, uh, and and give some reports back to the box people on, on at the next D23 conference. Tony, I'll make sure that you go on another research trip, okay? I'll have to speak to your I will have to speak to your wife personally and let her know that's okay. And that's, I'll take I'll take her away on a research trip, okay? I don't I like that it. idea up until you taking away Tony's wife. Uh, yeah, we were good. That might not be a bad that might make you a good idea. Yeah, Tony was texting me at D23, already laying the groundwork, being like, dude, okay, I'm coming next year. We got to get the story straight. I got your back, bro. Don't don't worry. You're coming. You're coming awesome. to the next event. So I'll uh, I'll throw a WDW radio polo on you, and you can just tell your wife that Good you're working the table. It's a so. research trip, totally. Yeah. Well, we, we definitely do need a box people meet. I, I think that's yeah, going to be that's, that's good. And again, if you didn't get it, any box people that are listening, and if they're on Facebook, just go to www.tinyurl.com slash box people. That'll take you right to the fan page for the box people. Um, There's a lot of activity. I think there's (laughs) 300-something people there already. So uh, let's keep it going. I will, um, as they say, Tony, I will link that up in the show notes. I'll link it up, my friend. So... Um, also pictures, Lou, on your WWE I was just going to say, they're Tony, uh, um, Mark, and Mary Jo, and I think Lori, and, and but you guys uploaded a boatload of pictures. You guys did an awesome job taking photos and uh, and, and getting them up there. So I'll, I'll put all the links to uh, the photo galleries and the Facebook pages and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm going to have some more coverage of it as well. You know, that was the, the tough thing for me, and I really felt bad, was I wanted to... I planned on video blogging every day and I was so busy and I was so crazy and time got away, but I do have content that I promise that I will share um, and get it up online as soon as possible. But um, without sort of beating the uh, the horse to death, um, I- I'll avoid the, the silly joke and say that, you know, the flash forward preview on ABC really was the <laughs> highlight of my event. Uh, there were things about it for me on a personal level that I enjoyed, um, believe it or not seeing and getting to get up close with some of the Imagineering legends was a highlight for me because that's a vanishing group of people that started it all. And remember there were no Imagineers that came before them. They laid the groundwork. So they are a very important part of Disney history and theme park history. And that's important to me. So when you get a chance to hear from and talk to an Exitensio and an Alice Davis, that's a big deal um, on a very, very personal level. And I will not, you know, bore or share the details. I got to meet Richard Sherman and I'm sure you know what, a, what, how much that segment meant to me personally when I got to talk to him on the show. So to meet him and have time to talk to him was a highlight. Um, completely highlight for me, even more than spending some private time with the Red Queen. Um, but that being said, but that being said, um, I could have not had visited one exhibit. I could have not listened to one keynote or seen a presentation or walked uh, beyond the confines of the booth. And I would still say that that, for me, made my expo. Um, it is about the people that it brought together whether they came to see Selena Gomez or whether they came to see Bob Iger, we are all sort of like-minded people. And I did make so many new friends and got to associate faces with names of emails of people that I received and so many people who took the time to come over out of their expo when there was so much else going on to 
say hello and say that they listen or to do whatever or just say hi or visit the people in the box um that very much for me and um and one of you guys said it right but you know friends are more like family and that's very much how i felt afterwards especially all of you who were in the booth and in the box and at the table and and thanks also go to justin michoni and Lori Burke and her and mom, Lisa, Lisa yeah. who were there, who couldn't be here tonight, um, but made the experience so great and helped out so, so very much. Again, where were you when I was packing up? Other than that, it was a great, um, a great experience. And, you know, I could name names, little Gracie, Big Mama, whatever. Um, but it was a... Um, uh, it was an amazing, amazing time, and it really is thanks to all of you and everybody else. And again, huge applause and accolades go out to everybody from the D23 staff for putting together um, an, an amazing, amazing event. I, I would leave them with simply one question, which is when can I sign up for the next one? Um, because without a doubt, this is is going to be, whether it's a yearly event, a bi-yearly, however it is they schedule it, um, it is something I'm sure, I think we will all make sure that we are at in the future. And we're definitely going to have a shift change for... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for who's Becky letting Deanna away? Who and, can... <laughs> and, and the WW radio team, so don't worry about that. <laughs> See that, Tony? We need more volunteers. There you go. We need that, more volunteers in the up. booth. You get a shiny new polo shirt, the embroidered <laughs> one. So. <laughs> and dinner at Goofy's Kitchen with Mary Jo. So. <laughs> I'm there. And I bet you she'll have a good story, too. I'm sure she will. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> So, uh, again, guys, thank you so much for not only coming on um, tonight to to talk about this and to sort of refresh my recollection about things that I forgot uh, and make me smile again about the memories that we all shared. But uh, for all your help at the table and at the booth and Mark and Justin and everybody else who was walking around with the box people and with the cameras and who uploaded all the pictures, you are a huge, huge help to me, and I am uh, I am forever indebted to you. So, Mark Lorenzo, Mary Jo Collins, Tony Mendike, Becky Mankin from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Go visit her at mousefantravel.com. Lizette Taranio, you can go visit her website and uh, and submit your magical memories and moments for inclusion in her new book called WDW Memories. Her website is mywdwmemories.com. Uh, Deanna Mangello, you can visit her um, here in Naples, Florida. Thank you, as always, for being so supportive and understanding. Um, Justin Matroni, big thanks to you, buddy. I'm sorry you couldn't make, make it tonight. Again, Lisa and her mom, everybody else who came by. Thank you, thank you, thank Lori. you. Lori. Lori, what did I say? Lisa and her Lori mom? Lori and her mom. <laughs> Man, sorry. See? <laughs> Let me try that again. Strike that. Reverse it. Lori and her mom, Lisa, was what I was trying to say. Um, Again, from the bottom of my heart, my sincerest, sincerest thanks to all of you. I love you guys, and uh, you made my expo, so thank you. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, you, Lou. And this was my first time I'm actually a guest on WDW Radio. No, no, no. It's your second time. Remember, we ate around the world in food and wine next year? You can't include that. That doesn't count. This is why you got a candle vinylmation for your 10-year anniversary. (laughs) Because you just have no sentimental value whatsoever. Yeah, right. Research trip. And as the years go by, I find
friendship will never die. You're gonna see it's our destiny. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. That's all the time we have for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed our look back at Disney's D23 Expo. Big thanks to all my guests, including Deanna, Lizette, Mark, Mary Jo, Becky, and those who couldn't make it, including Lori, her mom, and Justin. All of you were huge helps, not just on the roundtable, but certainly at the expo, at the booth, and you all helped make my experience so memorable and so special Thanks also again to Becky and her team over at Mouse Fan Travel who helped keep the excitement and energy at the booth so very high. Tony Mendike and the literally thousands of viewers in the box at home and at work and on their iPhones who followed along. Many of you for four days uh, really enhanced our experience on the floor and I promise I will do more live shows and more coverage of events like this as much as possible Thanks also, real quick, to everybody over at D23, including the staff and the vendors and the exhibitors and the celebrities and the executives, everybody involved. It was an amazing event that I was so happy and proud and felt privileged to be a very, very small part of. Uh, Also, quick thanks over to everybody over at Fox 35 Orlando. I appeared last week on the Good Day Show to talk about the expo and some of the announcements like Fantasyland and Star Tours. I'll put a link to that in the show notes when that becomes available online. Now, if you couldn't make it to D23 and if you're coming to Walt Disney World soon, I'd love to meet you guys at a WDW Radio Meet of the Month. The next one is coming up next week. It's Saturday, September 26th at 12 noon at the Flame Tree Barbecue at the lower level in Disney's Animal Kingdom. That is Adventurers Club Weekend, the Expedition Everest Challenge, food and wine, of course. Please come by. No RSVP necessary, but I'll put a link in the show notes to Facebook and the forums. Come by. Let us know that you're coming. October's Meet of the Month is going to be Saturday the 24th or Sunday the 25th. That's the Tower of Terror 13K weekend. I'll post more information and talk about it and tweet and Facebook it on the show Uh, when we have the exact location, date, and time. Don't forget, too, about the Disney Dream Cruise that we're going to have in 2011. Still looking to find out interest in the cruise, when you might like to go, waiting for an announcement from Disney, hopefully any day now, as to when the inaugural might be and when the ship is going to start sailing, so we'll have more information and details. But please come by, let us know that you might be interested. Look on the site this week for more new videos, including a bunch of videos from D23, from the Expo, including just a fun video about things that were going on the floor and on the booth, something special from the archives exhibit, and so, so much more. Again, if you subscribe to the show in iTunes, I'll put the shows in there. You can also find them on YouTube and right at the homepage of www.radio.com. There, you can also order signed copies of my trivia books, the audio guides, a link to celebrationspress.com if you're interested in subscribing to, contributing to, or getting back issues of Celebrations Magazine. If you have a question you want answered on the show, 
email me at lou at wdwradio.com. Or if you want to be heard on the air, call the toll-free voicemail line at 888-703-2171. Don't forget, come by, join the forums at WDW Radio, follow me on Twitter, friend me up on Facebook, and join the WDW Radio Show fan page. Links to all this right at wdwradio.com. Thanks again, as always, to all of my partners and sponsors, including Becky and her team at Mouse Fan Travel, All-Star Vacation Homes, and Chantel and her team over at dvcbyresale.com. And of course, the biggest thanks goes out to you for taking the time out of your day and out of your week to tune in and listen to the show. And all I ask in return is that if you like what you hear, please help spread the word, let others know about it. So until next time, remember to always keep moving forward and follow your dreams. Have a great week, everybody. See ya. Hi, Lou. It's Stuart from Central New Jersey, a.k.a. the Disney Geek Dad. I just wanted to call to thank you, Becky, Justin, Lizette, and everyone else who helped out. You brought D23 into our homes when we couldn't be there. Thanks again. Bye. Hey, Lou. This is Michaela calling from Green Bay, Wisconsin, and I am 10 years old. I just wanted to let you know how much fun I had watching you live at the D23 Expo. My mom even got on chat for the first time and you said hi to me. By the way, I'm already getting into downloading you, your podcast, on my iPod. I especially love your top tens with Tim Foster and learning about the older attractions on the Wayback Machine. And there's a celebration magazine. I just love it. Keep up the great work. Thanks for all you do for us fans. Bye. Hey, Lou. This is Andrew. I'm Super Disney Dude on the uh, chat. And I'm sitting here watching your live show from D23. Expo, and I just want to ask you to let us out of the box because we all want to be there. So, thank you. Hey, Lou, it's Mike Wilk from Massachusetts. It's uh, Thursday evening at 5 o'clock Eastern Time, and I just got to say, fantastic with the webcam. Uh, I just spent the last hour on there chatting with other listeners and watching, saw Jason Sorrell, and I had to go to a meeting right when you started to do your walk around. Uh, fantastic is all I can say. Um, Keep up the great work, and this is why WDW Radio should be the number one Disney podcast, not just on the net, but in the world. All right, take care. Bye. Hi, Lou. It's Chuck Lionberger, the Disney Daddy, over at DisneyDaddy.blogspot.com. Wanted to take a moment to thank you and your wife, Deanna. Again, happy anniversary, by the way. Becky Mankin, Lori Burke. Justin Michoni, and so many other folks who helped make the WDW Radio live from the D23 Expo such a blast to be a part of. For the many, many, many Disney fans who couldn't be at the Expo this year, your live broadcasts helped bring us there, helped us experience the magic through the wonderful walking laptop as we went all around to see various exhibits and, uh, and different vendors. And I have to tell you, it was so much fun. So I wanted to thank you so much for doing those live broadcasts. And who knows, maybe I'll see you in person at next year's D23 Expo. Again, thanks so much. Hey Lou, it's Paige from DC. I've been watching your uh, your streaming broadcasting live from D23 Expo for the past two days. And I have a slight feeling that it's going to take up the rest of my weekend. But thanks so much for uh, for sharing all the Disney magic with us. 
for this weekend. I know you're having a great time, and I'm having a great time watching it. I also wanted to wish you and your wife, Deanna, a happy, happy 10th anniversary. I know that's very exciting. And she was she was mentioning something about, you know, maybe a, a, a vow renewal, you know, involving that uh, Cinderella carriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, just give me a little pointer. <laughs> All right. Have a great time. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.